Canine Cast number 33. It's the Canine Cast with Tara and Walter. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Canine Cast. This is Tara. And hello, everyone. This is Walter. Just a recap of the last Canine Cast, Canine Cast number 32. We had several topics. We talked about dogs that eat bugs, dogs fighting over dog toys, Great Danes, using the word no in positive reinforcement training, and we discussed release words in training. Thanks, Walter. On this show, we'll be talking a little bit more about gentle leaders, which have been a very popular topic as of late, and we'll also be comparing those a little bit with halties. They're a similar type of equipment, and we'll get into that a little bit more later. And then after that, we'll talk about Zoe and whether she needs a shrink. So to get us started, we received an email from Melissa, and she writes in, Gentle leaders have been a lifesaver for me with many foster dogs, and I think they are a great training tool. I do, however, have a question for you about them. I am currently using a gentle leader on my dog, Ginny, and it has made a really bad mark on her nose. I know it makes a minor mark on some dogs' noses, but the mark on Ginny's nose is really bad. Do you have any advice on how to minimize this mark? I also wanted to know if you have a preference for gentle leaders over halties. I know a trainer that only uses halties because she thinks they are more effective. I tend to prefer the gentle leader, but do not find much of a difference. Do you have a preference? Okay, well, we'll take the first question first. Now, when you talk about a mark on Ginny's nose, I'm guessing that you mean that her hair or maybe her skin has been rubbed by the nose loop. And that can happen most of the time, according to Premier, who are the manufacturers of the gentle leader, they say that the rubbing occurs if the neck strap is not fitted properly. So in other words, um, if the part that goes around the dog's head is too loose, then that allows the nose loop to turn on the dog's nose and can rub away the hair or the skin. It also says that that it occurs if the handler jerks or yanks the leash to the side. So what you'll want to do are two things. Number one, make sure that that neck strap is fitted pretty tight. And we talked about that before, but it really is supposed to be to where you can just barely get a finger underneath it. So that may be part of it as well. Now, so far as the jerking and yanking, that can happen not only from the handler, but also if the dog is um, running and kind of yanking on it as well, that can turn the nose loop also. So what I would do for that, if Ginny is doing a lot of that, and from what I remember, Ginny's a pretty exuberant dog, go ahead and try to use the gentle leader with some other motivators or treats to keep her close to you and not um, running or running around if she is doing that and yanking on the gentle leader itself. And you know, go ahead and take treats and maybe a toy out, that kind of thing, to try to use it to teach her to stay closer to you and not to pull on it. Because that could be part of what's causing it as well. Now, in order to clear it up, they recommend that you don't use it until uh, any skin abrasions heal. So if it's just the hair then that's okay. But if she has, if she's starting to get on like a red mark or that kind of a thing, then let that heal first. They also say to wash the head collar before using it again. Um, You can just wash it in your washer machine or you can hand wash it. It's safe to do that. And then you can just let it 
drip dry, um, just sit there and dry on its own. And I've done that with mine many a time because they can get kind of dirty. Then what you'll want to do is go ahead and refit it onto your dog. So again, you're going to want to make sure that you can only put one finger underneath. Now, with that, also make sure that the nose loop where it ends should be behind their lips and you want it to basically be as loose as possible without it falling off of the nose. So that may that may take a little adjustment as well. Some dogs just continue to have rubbing. And if that happens, then what you can do is you can get moleskin, which um, I didn't actually know what it was before having any experience with any of this. Um, but what moleskin is, it's not from moles. It's a little type of fabric that you can get in drugstores that kind of covers up uh, blisters on your feet and that kind of thing. If you put that on the bottom side of the nose loop where it touches your dog's nose, then that can help to decrease the rubbing as well. So I would say go ahead and, and try those different things and see if they work with Ginny's nose. And if it's still having problems, then, then what I would do is um, to go ahead and maybe lay off of it for a little while if you can. And that may help her as well. Now, you had also mentioned halties. So because of the, the way that they're constructed, that may not rub as much. So that may be another thing to try. Now, for anybody who's not familiar with these pieces of equipment, basically they are both a type of head halter, similar to what a horse would wear, but it's for the dog. Now, a gentle leader consists of two loops. One goes on the neck, basically up behind the ears, and then the other one goes on the dog's nose. And then there's the one that goes on the dog's nose. There is an extra bit of the strap there that actually hooks to the leash and so you walk the dog on that now with the halty it again it goes it goes um, a part that's on the neck that goes behind the head and then there's a part that goes around the nose as well but it has kind of some extra straps in between so that the two it's not just two loops there by themselves the loops are actually kind of held together by other pieces of the of the head harness um, for, for lack of a better description. And what we'll do so that you can see both of them is we'll have them both up on the website and in the Enhanced Podcast. Um, basically, they both have their advantages and disadvantages. Now, they're both pretty easy to adjust and put onto your dog. With the Gentle Leader, it has two loops that pretty much operate independently of one another. So, if, say, the nose loop slips off of your dog, it'll still have the bat, the loop around its neck in the back to hold on to it, kind of like a collar, so it's tougher for your dog to get away. With the halty, on the other hand, if your dog manages to slip the halty off because of the side straps, it will slip the back part off, the part that goes around the neck as well. So you'll be, ha- you'll be standing there with a halty, that is empty and your dog gallivanting wherever. So that's one disadvantage to the halty. However, it is tougher for the dog to get the halty off to begin with because in order to do that, they have to get it off of the back of their head as well. And if you have adjusted it right, then that's something that's kind of difficult for them to do. So it is a lot more difficult for the dog to remove the halty than it is for a dog to remove just the nose loop of the gentle leader. 
people have had good success with both of them. The way that you use them is fairly similar. So either one works just as well. Now, I personally use the Gentle Leader, but that's just because that's what I started out with, both with my own dog and when I was volunteering at the SPCA. That's what they had there. So either one should probably be fine. I've heard rave reviews about both. I, I haven't actually had experience with the Halty myself to compare and contrast them on my own. Now, part of the reason why I've personally have been partial to the Gentle Leader is because it is so much tougher for the dog to get the neck part off of their neck with the Gentle Leader than the Halty. However, as I said, if you adjust it correctly, then normally you don't have to worry about that anyway. And if that's something that's a concern, you can, of course, attach either a separate leash or uh, another connector to your dog's collar as well. And then you have a fail-safe in case your dog does get that off. So thanks for writing in, Melissa. And I hope that Ginny's nose gets back to normal very quickly. All right, next, we have an email from Brian. And he wrote in to us about his dog, Zoe. And he asks, Doggy needs a shrink? My dog, Zoe, is a four-year-old white Bichon cockapoo. She's been a great dog, but lately has been a bad girl. In the past, she's had a very good bladder, but about three months ago, she started going in the house. We let her out often and before we go to bed, and when I wake up in the morning, I find a present in the carpet. She only goes when we're sleeping or when we're not home. This doesn't happen every day, but is becoming more frequent. The ironic thing is when we let her out, she will take forever to go. This is also a recent activity. She'll just go outside then just lay down in the grass and look at me. She has also started barking and leaves other gifts when we visit family. Why would she start doing this? Well, the first thing that always comes to mind whenever there's a marked change in a dog's behavior is that there may be a physical problem. And with Zoe, it sounds like this behavior is very, very different than what she had done before. And as a matter of fact, it sounds to me like it could possibly be a urinary problem. But of course, there are lots of other physical problems that can go on with dogs as well that might produce this kind of behavior. Now, I'm not a veterinarian, but I highly, highly recommend that the first thing that you do is take her to your vet and have your vet check her over to make sure that she doesn't have a urinary tract infection or another physical problem that's causing this. Now, if she goes to the vet and she checks out fine, then what I would do is check out your home and see ways to basically rehouse train her. There may be something that's causing this, and some, a change in her environment, something that she didn't like. If you had just moved to a new house, for example, that's a very common time for a formerly well-housed broken dog to all of a sudden start going in the house. And that can stem from a lot of things, one of them being that they smell that another dog has done that and then they start marking there as well. It's also interesting that, she, that you said that she started marking when you visit family. It could be the same thing there. If they have a dog, she could be smelling that and marking that. But again, if she has any type of a physical problem, then that could be causing the same behavior. So the very first thing I would suggest that you do is take her to the vet as soon as possible and see if that is affecting it at all. Then if she gets a clear bill of health, 
things that you can do at home to try to fix this are to make sure, um, first of all, that you clean the areas with an enzymatic cleaner. That's the only thing that's going to really, really get rid of the smell for your dog. Um, Even though it may seem like it's gone for us, for her, it could still be there and beckoning to her. Then you'll also want to make sure after you clean it that you allow the area to completely dry before you leave her alone in that area or she will likely mark it again because she'll be smelling that same that same smell, which is telling her that that's what she should do. Now, so far as going outside and taking forever, if she is healthy, then what I would suggest doing is if she's crate trained, this would be a great time to utilize the crate the same as she would as you would be if she was still a puppy. Go ahead and take her out, give her about five minutes or so, and if she doesn't go, bring her back in, put her in the crate for about 15 minutes, then take her outside and try again for about five minutes. And what you want to do is you want to continue doing that until she actually does go. At that point, she can go ahead and spend time out of her crate with you. During this time, you'll want to keep a very close eye on her so that if she does start going, you can catch her in the act and bring her outside. Now, when you see her going, you don't want to actually scold her because that's going to make her probably want to hide it from you. But just go ahead and try to distract her from what she's doing and take her outside. Another thing that you can try is if she seems to be going in some certain areas, try to make those areas inaccessible to her. For example, if you get a plastic mat where on the underside of it, it has little rubber pieces that are sticking up, then you can go ahead and turn that upside down, put it on a spot where she's going, and that will make her, one, um, not able to go there because you'll have the mat covering it, and number two, someplace that she won't want to walk because while the the rubber underside isn't going to hurt her. It's not going to be very comfortable for her to be trotting across either. So that would be a way to break the actual spots that she's going. However, when you do that, make sure that you couple that with also bringing her outside and retraining her to go outside, which is the correct place. Otherwise, she may just choose some incorrect places inside as well. Now, the same thing kind of happens when you visit family, although it's a little tougher because If there is an area that's been marked before, you won't necessarily get a chance to clean it. But just keep her around. You keep a very, very close eye on her um, so that you can take her outside. Go ahead and bring the crate if you can so that you continue with the crate training even when you're visiting family. And then when she gets back into her normal routine, then you can go ahead and let her be out more often just as you had before. With a dog that was housebroken before, normally it's much easier to go ahead and remind them of what they're supposed to be doing. Thanks, Brian, for writing in. And that is our show for tonight. Walter has some announcements for y'all. Currently, we're on the air cone of a hurricane, and that may mean that there will be a small disruption of canine casts if we have to evacuate. So we'll keep our eye on that. And also, we are moving, so there may be a disruption of canine casts then as well. We're going to try to keep to at least once a week during the move. And, of course, with this hurricane coming up, that might eliminate the early week canine cast, depending on how things go. Yes, so we have quite an exciting time ahead of us in the next couple of weeks. 
So we love doing our canine cast. We're really, really hoping that we'll be able to continue without having to miss too many of them. But um, please continue sending in all of your emails. We're kind of behind on those in large part because of the move that came on us kind of quickly. And so we're really under the gun here. But we will continue to answer those as best we can. So if it takes us a little while to get back to you, um, just know that we're, we're reading them. We love them when we get them, and we're keeping you in mind. And then hopefully after all of the excitement dies down, we'll be back to our regular schedule for both making the show and for answering our emails. And as always, please continue in your emails sending us stories, questions, and pictures of your dogs. We love, love putting up the pictures, and they make us smile and giggle when we see them. And it's just absolutely great to be able to share them with all of our other listeners. We love the stories, and it's a lot of fun to answer your questions as well. Now, with the stories and questions and also the comments and feedback on the show, of course, you can send those to us in email or through voicemail which we really enjoy getting those as well. So thanks for all of those. Thanks for all of your support. And please continue sending them in while we go off on our adventure. So the final thought for this show, as always, if you haven't already, please spay or neuter your dog. It's the best thing that you can do for your furry friend. If you have a question for Tara or a comment about Canine Cast, please leave us a voice message by calling 206-338-DOGS. That's 206-338-3647. Or post a comment on our website at caninecast.com. That's the letter K, the number 9, cast.com.